This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Welcome back to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Here with you every weekday morning. Um, I, I wanted to take a second to address a, a very serious issue, and I, I have to say this is not an April Fool's joke at all. I repeat, this is not an April Fool's joke. I, I've been getting a lot of questions from a lot of people about where Zubin has been. Um, Zubin Mahente, our co-host here with the show, has been dealing with some health issues that are not related to COVID. Um, him and I chatted yesterday, and he wanted me to share with everybody he has been recently diagnosed with diabetes and took some time off to personally address it. His radio family, all of us, everybody here at the seaport, everybody in Bristol, we are all behind him. We miss him. He is hopeful to return later this month. We can't wait to have him back when he's ready. And uh, the reason why we haven't addressed it is because we all wanted to make sure it was okay with Zubin uh, to share this information. And I think the beautiful thing about where Zubin is now is that he wants to share it to make sure that other people take it as seriously as he has taken it in order to get checked out and make sure that not only your health, but also your mental health during a very troubling time that we all had as a society over the past year is as best as it can be. So I, I wanted to take time off the top of our show to address that. Zubin, we love you. We hope you come back stronger than ever. And uh, we're ready for you when you do, brother. Right, and we'll hold it down for you in the meantime. And, of course, uh, as they say in the business, the show must go on, and we'll continue to do that. Alan Hahn, Chris Candy now joining us here as well on the set with Jay Will. And as we move into the different topics of sports and Major League Baseball's opening day today and a full slate of games, we're excited about that. The NFL is never has an offseason. It just keeps going and going, and the headlines keep coming. And, in fact, there was one yesterday that we discussed very briefly, but it is still something that needs our attention, and that involves – the Green Bay Packers, a question we just talked to Diana Rossini about with um, Aaron Rodgers and his future. And this is really what stands out. You heard a little bit of it as we uh, rejoined. This is uh, Packers CEO Mark Murphy on Tuesday when asked why he wouldn't want to do something to ensure Aaron Rodgers is the Packers quarterback beyond just this season. Here's his reply. Why haven't you guys done anything with Aaron's contract yet? No, I, I can't really get into specific players. Yeah, we've been able to create room uh, with others. Don't you guys want to ensure, though, that he's your quarterback beyond just this season? Yeah, I'm not going to get into the specifics again. Good try, though, Rob. Okay. <laughs> that was awkward, awkward laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the reporter's job is to ask the question. So, yeah. of course, it's a good question. But, it, but Chris, it, it, it isn't the obvious question. And maybe the question to ask every single time a coach or executive of the Packers is available to the media until there's an answer. Well, I think the Packers are giving you an answer, and they gave an answer last spring in the NFL draft in the first round when they took Jordan Love, really? and they're giving you another answer when they chose not to go the route of the restructure and to pay him out his signing bonus as scheduled in that contract that he negotiated back in 2018. The Packers are telling you that they're preparing for life after Aaron Rodgers. One front last offseason was with the personnel – this front, this offseason, 
is with the financial house and making sure that they can have Aaron Rodgers on a year-to-year proposition rather than committing cap dollars and resources to him in future years. So I think that this is Mark Murphy in his roundabout way of saying, we're getting ready for life after Aaron Rodgers. We don't know exactly when that is, but because we gave him that contract in 2018, we're going to be the ones to determine when exactly that happens, not the player. This always seems like it's becoming a bigger and bigger issue with inside the NFL, right? And I know a lot of owners don't want to give power to individual players, such as the quarterbacks. But if I'm A.A. Ron, I'm sitting there saying, enough, man. Like, enough, CC. What have you guys done to surround me with talent? Like, I'm making you know, decent players look great. You draft Jordan Love, you bring him in, you put me in that position. You know what I'll do? That's fine. I'll dust off my shoulders. I'll answer the call, and I'll have an MVP-like season. Mm-hmm. I have an MVP-like season. Can you draft me some help, though? Can you pay me what I'm worth? I, I, I feel like for Aaron, this is where I just I sit there and I say, all right, let's have a standoff then. Let's see who wins this game. When it's all said and done, CC, let's see who wins this game from a PR perspective and from a team perspective. Here's where that gets a little bit dangerous if you're Aaron Rodgers. He saw what happened to Brett Favre and how that fan base treated Favre with how far handled the retirement and coming out of it. But Favre kept going back and forth, CC. I I, I, I don't want to play. I'm not sure. I hear you, but they had drafted Aaron Rodgers. He had been on that team for, what, three years before they named him the starter? So it's not like they – they didn't, as an organization, prepare for life after Brett Favre. And now Aaron Rodgers is going through the same thing. He just so happens to be on the other side of it. But he also understands that how he handles this is going to determine whether or not he has a home after he gets done with his playing career. And as an athlete, you know this, Jay. You want to have some place that you can go back to and call your home. You got Duke as your home if you want to go back there. Like, you want to have that place. Aaron Rodgers, for him, Green Bay is that place. I mean, they have a Aaron Rodgers day in that county because of what he's been able to do. So if he handles this the wrong way, I just feel like this could be a situation where Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have the reception when he's done playing that he feels like he would deserve based on the production that he's had as a quarterback. But yes, CC Duke is my home. Mm-hmm. But if, if Coach K and I got into like a verbal spot where he tried to bully me, like it's gonna be, it's gonna make it awkward for me now. Like, and I'm not saying I'm Coach K. I am not Coach K. Right. And if we're comparing Coach K to the Packers, mm-hmm. I get it. The Packers are way bigger than Aaron Rodgers. They will be able to move on. That's what the business of sport is. Yep. But at the end of the day, like, I'm a staple here. I've done everything by the book. I've been right. The only thing I've done is a beautiful mystery. Because I'm curious to understand, how do you guys value me? How do you value me? <laughs> and well, we know sometimes marriages lead to a bad divorce. And at the end of the day, I, I, love, Aaron, I love Aaron Rodgers, and I know – Wisconsin loves Aaron Rodgers, but I think Wisconsin fans, Packer fans, you have to sit there and say, who's more at fault here? Do we like the way the Packers are handling this? Do we like the way the Packers are trying to play this game with Aaron Rodgers? Well, I'm sure that the Packers fans might not feel comfortable with the way that this is playing out publicly, but the Packers fans have probably enjoyed the most stability at the quarterback position of any team in the National Football League the last 25 years. So, I mean, they understand there's a method to the madness. There's a formula for how that organization does business, and it's a formula that has allowed Aaron Rodgers as a starting quarterback to go 126-63-1. It's not just the quarterback, even though he's outstanding as a football player. This organization has put some pieces around him. Just because they don't go out in free agency and spend big every offseason doesn't mean that they don't surround him with a solid supporting cast. I mean, they pay $12 million a year to a running back. In today's day and age. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not like. Do you like, think the cast is enough, not, though, Chris? 
Here's what I will say. Your personal opinion, is it cast enough? Here's what I will say. There's a contrast in how the Green Bay Packers are handling their star quarterback as opposed to what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are doing with Tom Brady. And I think everybody acknowledges that. And because Aaron came out on the losing side of that game in the NFC Championship, I feel like that has created more urgency within him in terms of being able to capitalize at being in the prime of his career, being at the height of his powers. The fact that the Packers organization hasn't pushed all the chips to the middle of the table to win a chip in the next couple of years with him is probably the part that, that, that's, that's created this frustration and this push and pull between the player and the organization. Yeah, Chris, I do think Tom Brady is a big part of what – like, even if it's the periphery, it's still in the conscious of what's going on in Green Bay because, A, he got his freedom – he left behind a franchise that he led to, you know, the pinnacle. Like he, he brought that franchise to become one of the greatest franchises in the history of sport during his time there. Left and now had great success with a team that is basically like saying, unlike in New England, in Tampa, it's what do you want, what do you need, what can we do, and let's do it together. Aaron Rodgers probably sees that and thinks, I'd love to have that. Now mm-hmm. he won't have his freedom, however, like Tom Brady got. He's got to wait for his freedom. And in the meantime, I guess what we were trying to figure out was is Aaron Rodgers just simply looking to get more money guaranteed so he has that security? Or does he want to just get a new extension that keeps him in Green Bay for the rest of his career and he doesn't have to think about moving on? But I do feel like that that's, we have reached that end point. Mm-hmm. Packers are ready to move on from him, clearly. They're setting it up. Like you said, they're setting it up for life after Aaron. Mm-hmm. Is that at least accurate, Chris? They're setting, it, they're setting themselves up for life after. Yeah. Being ready for it by having a young quarterback, by, by you know, putting the roster together where we can have success now, but we're not locked in down the road, where we're not stuck because now we gave a, an aging quarterback too much money eating up a lot of cap. So for Aaron Rodgers, I think you reached that point, as he's hosting Jeopardy now, <laughs> to start asking himself a question or maybe answering it with a question of really – what should I do next? And is it demand a trade? Is that what it is? Because that's what kind of power does he have even in doing that? Because all that does, and I agree, all that does is now create a negative vibe towards him from the fan base in Green Bay that right now but Why would that create a him. negative vibe? I, I don't understand. Because okay. he's still in the contract. Yeah, he's still in the yeah. contract. Yeah. That's, that's why. And, and it's not something he should do. Again, what Tom Brady didn't demand a trade. Tom Brady didn't do anything Tom other Brady than wait. Tom Brady got cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He wait until his, his time was up. And then he said, okay, I'll move on and I'll win there too. And maybe Aaron Rodgers has to do the same thing. That's what we'll wait certainly to see what happens. All right. So we have Chris Candy here with us. KJZ, Alan Hahn with Jay Will, ESPN Radio. What led to one NBA player? What led him to criticize a team that just traded him? And also, why one NFL player is all good playing 17 games. That comes up after Jay has this from Cintas. Today, people expect a new level of clean. Cintas provides a wide range of essential products and services that help businesses keep their facilities and employees clean and safe. Cintas will keep you well-stocked with essential supplies like face masks, hand sanitizer, gloves, and thermometers. Cintas will hygienically clean and deliver your uniforms. Cintas also helps you protect employees and customers with first aid, safety supplies, and fire protection services. Cintas helps you open your doors with confidence every day. Learn how Cintas can help you keep your businesses clean and safe at Cintas.com. Get Cintas and get ready for the workday. Take a charge, let alone picking them off off the ground, helping them up. Uh, That guy is very, very strong, strong as an ox. Lob for the rim, Zion grabs and flushes. He's a phenomenal player, phenomenal talent. 
This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hey. What? Hey. Jay's ready for A to Z. Is Chris Candy ready for A to Z? Alan, I don't have to get ready because I stay ready. Let's roll, Preach, man. Preach, tell them. <laughs> Chris Candy has some of the best lines. Like, I almost like, I try to write them down as much as I possibly can. Can I tell They're not people? Tom Coughlin lines. They're original Chris Candy lines, but every single one of them are good. And my kids hate it because I quote you all the time. They're not all originals, Al. There's no, a lot I, of guys in the locker rooms I played with that contributed to my arsenal. I'm just saying. <laughs> can, I, can I tell you, though, it was pretty intimidating seeing CC walk in once again for the 7 o'clock hour, but wearing a yellow, a yellow sweater, which is a dope sweater, by the way. Appreciate but it was you. almost like the difference between a red light and a green light. I was like, I'm just going to pause and go slowly <laughs> as I'm trying to realize what's happening here. <laughs> yellow light. What you mean? The big guys can't wear yellow? No, I know. You said I look like Big Burger or something? See, I didn't say that. You said I didn't say that. That sounds like that came out of his consciousness, right? (laughs) Where are we going? (laughs) That was the last thought in the mirror? (laughs) I like it, though. You always wear five sweaters. That that came through, Al. That came through. (laughs) (laughs) Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Again, Alan Hahn. Chris Canny. Hanging with Jay Will. And we got A to Z for you. Want some Duke news? This is Duke on Duke crime going on in the it's NBA right now, Jay Will. It's not good. So, J.J. Reddick sounded off on the Pelicans front office for how they handled his trade to the Mavericks. So, Reddick's comments were made on his The Old Man and the Three podcast. Great name. It was released on Wednesday. So, he talked about how uh, the, that – David Griffin, who's the executive vice president of basketball operations with the Pelicans, he didn't honor his word to help Reddick into a favorable situation where he could be close to his family. Now, remember, J.J. Reddick's family lives in Brooklyn. And when he's playing with the Sixers, he'd actually commute. And he was looking to get back up into the Northeast so he could be closer to where his family is. His son is starting kindergarten, and now uh, he's not able to really travel a lot to see his family because of the quarantine rules. They traded him to Dallas 
Let's get further away from Brooklyn if we could. So listen to J.J. saying how he can't trust and no one should, the Pelicans organization. I don't think you're going to get honesty from that front office, mm. uh, just objectively speaking. I don't. That's not an opinion. I just don't think you're going to get that. I, I don't think what happened with me is necessarily an isolated incident either. But I do think across the league, like front offices, they act in their own best interest. Yeah. Uh, I get that. I understand that. Let, let's say this. This is more Duke on Duke crime. It's, it's not objectively. It's actually subjectively. JJ, you're speaking from your own opinion, right? Like, and your own situation that happened. I, look, I, I think JJ was a little bit frustrated. I lived in the same building with JJ in Brooklyn. I get how difficult it was for him going back and forth to New Orleans. I get him wanting to see his kids. I, I think the more disturbing part about this for a guy who's year 15 in the NBA is he had conversations with David Griffin about this right. multiple times. Now, look, the Pelicans have to do what's best for the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Right, But there's also this weird dynamic because Trajan Langdon, the Alaskan assassin from Duke, is the general manager from the team. So when you have J.J. publicly stating that he feels like he's been misled by this organization, and then you have Zion Williamson, who is the third tier of Duke in this team, like it makes you wonder. Like, okay, like They're also both represented by CAA. What does this mean for Zion and the trust of this organization? If J.J. is saying this publicly – you know, does that alter or affect the relationship between Zion and the Pelicans long-term, CC? Oh, no question. And Zion, when he was drafted to the Pelicans, went down there with a side eye just off of the situation that they were dealing with with Anthony Davis, a former right. number one overall pick who decided that he had had enough of that organization and he wanted out. Now, I get it. Things were supposed to be different under David Griffin, but it feels like it's business as usual with the communication between J.J. Redick and Griffin happening and then a move that takes place that Reddick wasn't necessarily on board with. So, I mean, how you handle veteran players in the NBA matters because yes. the NBA is a player's league. Mm-hmm. And so if you just disrespect J.J. Reddick, and to me that's what this was, then there are other players that are taking note and recognizing that this organization might not be where you want to be long term. You see, yeah. Alan, this is where you say, hey, J.J., I get your situation. We're going to have to trade you. To what's in the best interest of the team? Yeah, yeah, that could yeah. be LA. We didn't think that we could, could be Dallas. Us. We didn't think we'd get an asset for you, but we are. So, but you have to say that. You have to preface that from the beginning. Though. It's also weird if you're Dallas, because like, Dallas is sort of like, oh, so you don't want to come here? Like, then why are we trading for this guy? Like, I'd feel the same way. Like, I already know. Like, we all know it's the worst kept secret in the league yeah. that he wanted to come back up to the Northeast and play for one, either New York team or or Philly, just to be close to Brooklyn. He wants to do it at this point in his career. And so everybody knew that, and Dallas still makes the trade thinking he'll be happy, like further away from your family. Like you, He's not going to be happy. So how that handles, how that goes from here now remains to be seen. But usually it's the stars that decide they're getting bought out. J.J. Redick uh, is, is a really, really good role player who's a shooter, but not sure if he's at that level. All right, on the NFL, as we continue, A to Z on KJZ, Alan Hahn, Chris Kenny with Jay Will. So we talked about the 17-game season now that we'll have in the NFL and players that weren't happy with it. There is one player who is happy with it, and he's got a pretty good reason. This is Shaq Barrett on first take. Listen. I love playing football. I'm in it for the love of the game and to be secure financially. But uh, I just love playing football. I want to try to get a record, try to get the record at my position. So another game that's only going to help me in pursuit of trying to get a sack record. But I, I don't mind. As long as I'm healthy, as long as everybody's healthy, as long as like, there's not too many more injuries, you know, people get hurt every game, every week. So it's just got to uh, keep your body healthy, mentally ready. 
and ready to go. It's not a big thing to me at all. I'm, I love football. I love playing it. And it could be a game that we need to potentially make it into the playoffs if it was like a season like that. So I don't mind at all. What a fantastic take that is on many levels. Number one, I love playing football. Number two, well, you add a game. I can get that sack right now. Michael Strahan's You know how D-linemen get down, Allen. You yes, know sir. what it is. Defensive linemen in their heads, 22 and a half sacks. Let me get that Strahan record. That is one of the things that we have to look at with the expansion of the regular season. All of these records that we thought were out of reach, oh. like the single-season reception record that mm-hmm. Marvin Harrison had, mm-hmm. that's probably going to get broke. The sack record is probably going to get broke just because of the era of football that we're in. So that's one of the things we got to pay attention to. But there were no lies told by Shaq Barrett. <laughs> oh, no, they're all No lies told. Stuff. I enjoy playing football. I'm sure football is a lot more fun with Tom Brady as your quarterback as opposed to Jameis Winston. <laughs> and let, the, let that sure. infusion of that new TV money come in as yeah. I make records. Ooh. Oh, thank you. New Inflate my paycheck even Cha-ching. more. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the purest, the purest fans in football right now, they're hating this. Are there, are there purists? Are there football well, purists? Well, I, 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 that I think sport just, has changed so much. Well, if there's ever something to make – the guys who are the old man on the porch saying, uh, yeah. get off my lawn. Right. <laughs> it, it makes him angry. It's this, right? Like there were 12 quarterbacks last year that had 4,000 passing yards. Like that's like, where's that number going to be mm-hmm. next year? Well, like, I got you some know? number. You, want, you guys want right, to, I'm going to give you some uh, well-known records, right? USA Today put this list together. So famous NFL records that could be in jeopardy in a 17 game season. You guys can tell me if you think this one could be in jeopardy or not. The first one we'll discuss. We already mentioned the Strahan uh, sack record, 22 mm-hmm. and a half, and that has been now 20 years. Chris and, and by the way, an asterisk on that one because Michael, of Mike. Brett Brett Favre. Oh yeah, kind of, well, not, kind of giving it up. Yeah, but it's still all right. All right. Which Strahan? Uh, we talking about the I, one who had I, the gap or the one that got his gap fixed now? Wow. Mm. What? Come I mean, on, he man. changed it up. That's Come my homie. On, man. Come on, that's man. My hame- that's my homie. Stop it. Come on, He got man. the smile going now. On, I like the smile Was before, that an actually. April Fool's joke, though? No, no it's not. A, is it an April Fool's joke? It I think just, he did get it fixed. It was, yeah, he did get it fixed. He got a fix. Oh. But it was completely unnecessary. Why? That's my guy. Oh, man. You had to bring that up. In Which this business, one was it? What I'm doing Come is on, called man. laying out. Which one was it? You're a bad guy. Sorry. not a bad guy. I'm not a bad guy. Back on track, fellas. Back on track. So, if, if, all right, the sack record could be up. CC really got disappointed in me in that kind of. Very, so very, very disappointed. Just, how yeah. about how about could you see two thousand receiving yards? Yeah, you think yeah, about I could, that. Right? I could see that one getting broken. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember, uh, Calvin Johnson had what uh, nineteen like nineteen hundred sixty four. Mm-hmm. The only time nineteen hundred's been eclipsed. So yeah, that that could be all right. Eric Dickerson's rushing record. Twenty-one oh five. Yeah. Yes. Adrian Peterson got close in you know a couple of years, a few years back, but uh, yeah, I think that one's going to get get taken out. I mean that that could be so. The Derrick Henry had what the twenty twenty-seven right mm-hmm. it was uh, in twenty twenty. All right. How about the passing touchdown? I remember Peyton Manning had that big year, right when he had fifty-one touchdown Oof. passes. Yeah. Will we see that eclipse? I would say that over the rushing because they're just throwing the ball so much more these days. I would agree with that. I, I think it's a more likelihood that you have that record broken just because of how the rules in the passing game are oriented. It's easier to move the football that way. Mm-hmm. And that's why teams are, are, are building their offenses around quarterbacks and receivers more so than running backs. When you see running backs, it's by committee. Although you still got a few guys out there that can get it done and get you 100 oh, yeah. yards rushing the game. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. doubt about that. Again, Derrick Henry being one of them. Uh, then the other Peyton Manning, the passing yards. Single season marker, 54 uh, 77. 
That's a lot That's of yards. That is a lot That's of yards. That's a lot of yards. How about Kyle Murray? 5,500 passing yards in a season would be pretty insane. One more game going to make that difference? It could. If yeah, you gotta have I an mean, epic if you, year. If you're talking about Pat Mahomes, well, that's absolutely. That was, no record, no record, like, like, no passing Kyler Murray, record. Right? Kyler Murray, just an air raid system with the way they throw the ball, maybe. Yeah, the air so raid system, but here's the thing. They run the ball a lot more than, we, yep. than you would think in that Cliff Kingsbury offense. I would right. say, like, that Chiefs team with Pat Mahomes, whew, last, last one, and now this, of course, includes the playoffs, 19-plus wins. Now, remember, the Patriots had that infamous 18-1. and one. 19 wins? Yeah, I don't know about that one. That's going to be tough. That's basically running the table, right? Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't see that one. No, no, I don't see that either. That's a hefty thing to do. All right, well, that's that's some of the records that could be broken. Again, it's it's, I just I love what Shaq Barrett said, though, there. The the idea of, you know, oh, I love playing football, and that one more game could mean more stats, which means more money. The single-season receptions record is going to get broke. Like Michael Thomas, that 149. Out of all those, you're saying That one is sure. going to get smashed. Yeah. Yeah, that 149 is going to get smashed right. in short order. Well, it's going to be I just want to say I love you, Strahan. I love you. I just wanted to say that. He's my homie. Because CeCe now has me feeling some kind of way now about you feel it. Like you I'm probably just saying. You're really awkward look. And it was like the disappointing one mother of those, look. It's one of those. Like, like, I thought once way you more highly it, of you. Than to say have you know jokes with your friends, but it was completely unnecessary though. That's yeah, all it, I'm it saying. Did come out of like, which one? Which one broke the sack? <laughs> well, because I'm whatever makes kind of disrespect this. As they discuss this, very happy. Like beyond happy stats, what does a 17 game season mean for the players? <laughs> we'll talk to a Super Bowl champion after this. Little Sports Center for you right now. Mets and all-star shortstop Francisco Lindor agree to a 10-year, $341 million deal. $341 million in your bank account. That's according to a source. The deal is the third largest based on total value in Major League history. It trails only deals for Mike Trout, 426.5 for those scoring at home. And Mookie Betts, $365 million. Opening day, quadruple header. A lot of that, that money makes you choke up. Opening day, quadruple header on ESPN begins at 105 Eastern. Blue Jays at Yankees. The Yankees have gone, why do we have to say this, 11 straight seasons without reaching the World Series. That's tied for the third longest streak in franchise history. The rest of the slate today on ESPN. Dodgers at Rockies at 4. Mets at Nationals at 7. We also have coverage on ESPN Radio starting at 6.30. Astros A's is the nightcap, 10 o'clock Eastern, all on ESPN. To the NBA. Stop me if you heard this before. Andre Drummond is hurt. In his Laker debut, it was cut short by a toe injury. X-rays on Drummond's toe came back negative, according to the team. Sports Center brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. It's time for some straight talk. Cutting your wireless bill in half feels good. Home run in the ninth good. Straight Talk offers 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract. No compromise. KJZ, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn, Chris Canty, Super Bowl champ. Jay Will as well with us. And we are joined by another Super Bowl champion, Jeff Saturday, ESPN NFL analyst, joins right now in Oh, I see the banner behind you. I see what you did there. <laughs> what is, Saturday, Saturday, what is no. Saturday is for whom? It's for the, 
Oh, the Badgers. The Badgers. Oh, Wisco action. Okay. Uh, this is a lost bet. My, one of my agents, Jill Driven, uh, she's a Wisconsin Badger. So when the Tar Heels lost in the tourney, this was my uh, – I'm not a welcher on a bet, bro. I'm going to pay it. This is brutal. I just, so I got to Je- keep this banner up for some time. Jeff, can you do me a favor? Could you move the banner a little bit over? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're blocking the most <laughs> important part. Over, over North Carolina helmet there, please. Since you guys lost, <laughs> that would be even better Absolutely. For me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know what? Honestly, Jeff, though, the oh. goodness – my wife is a North Carolina – she's a, a Chapel Hill alum as well. And so the one thing she does point out to me is that at least Carolina was in the tournament this year. Just, just saying, right? I, I, well, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't going to throw that towards Jay Will, but I, I mean, you know, facts are facts, right? Why are you so throwing we'll, slander uh, my we'll let way? It ride there. What did I do, Jeff? I didn't do anything. I didn't make you lose the bet. Listen, listen, just, just by marriage, hey, I'm a Tar Heel. This is what Olamin caught deflection. <laughs> Speaking of deflection. In Green Bay, that's what they're doing about Aaron Rodgers' future. See what I did there, guys? I see that. What, uh, what is taking so long with this? What's the issue you're seeing with this? And, and how big of a problem? Are we making too much of it? No, listen, th- this is real strange to me. I- I'll tell you, I've been trying to think, you know, think of the reasons why this wouldn't happen. Now, I don't know if this is a, you know, Aaron just said, if, if I'm going to restructure, I'm going to get a longer-term deal. They tried to do it to make cap room. You know, you're not hearing any kind of real reports of, of what happened if they tried and, and, and failed or what that looks like. Um, but when, when you're thinking about the progression of this team, Aaron Rodgers has got to be your guy. Like, I, I understand you drafted Jordan Love last year, and, you know, but, but Aaron's playing at a level. You're not going to give that guy up, even with this cap number now. And so I, I really don't understand the philosophy behind what's going on there in Green Bay because th- this could get nasty in a hurry. And I understand we all talked about it last year at nauseum, really about, you know, how this reflected on Aaron Rodgers because of the draft pick and all that. He came out and had a fantastic season, back-to-back NFC Championship games. I know they, they didn't get over the hump, but um, not because of Aaron Rodgers, right? And so when, when you're looking at this, this is an odd way. I, w- I would have thought they would have, have restructured and at least given him another year or two on his deal to kind of tie this thing together. Very odd, and that, that Murphy's not answering questions. Um, you, you know, and it may be he's trying to protect Aaron, in all honesty. I mean, he may just be saying, hey, we tried. We didn't get it done. I have no real uh, inside information as far as that goes. But you are right to bring up the point. This is not a pretty thing for that organization. They need they need stability and they need kind of a, a, a sense of calm at that position because of what happened in the draft last year. Mm-hmm. Well, Jeff, I mean, in looking at what Mark Murphy has done the last couple of years, I mean, you, you saw the Packers organization drafted Jordan Love in the first round and now not being able to work out this contract restructure to lower Aaron Rodgers' cap hit this season. What What, what is the organization saying to Aaron Rodgers about his long-term future in Green Bay? Yeah, you know what I'm saying, Kenny? Like they, they, like they always talk about like the hidden messages, right? And, mm-hmm. and you, know, you coaches and GMs used to love to tell us, you know, don't send me a message through the media. But I feel like that's what Green Bay has done, right? Wow. The last couple of years is they're sending messages through the media. And, and, and I don't really understand why that has happened the way that it has. I mean, here is a guy who has basically defined the organization the last whatever, you know, 15 years and has played at, at an MVP level a number of those years. And last year, look, he had one of his best seasons. And so to, to me, again, if this is not a situation where Aaron decided – 
I'm not going to restructure because they haven't done what I wanted. Again, that's a problem. I mean, here's a guy that could he can take you to the Super Bowl. You're right on the cusp. I mean, this is a team that, you know, when you look at them from an organizational perspective, they're really right there. And it's and it's almost like you're causing your own issues, right? I mean, in my house, we have this saying, right? You do, you do it to yourself, right? We look at it and go, you do it to yourself. Like the decisions you make, the conversations you had, or the thought, you know, however you process this, you've done this you've brought it on yourselves I feel like that's kind of what's going on in Green Bay is they they can't get out of their own way Aaron Rodgers I said it when they drafted Jordan Love he ain't going anywhere man unless you decide hey Jordan I mean Jordan Love is going to be my guy Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback on that on that team and he will be probably for the next four years maybe five years so as I look at this it's just confusion in my mind Chris Jeff if you were Aaron Rodgers how would you handle it what would you do I think the way he's handled it, and in all honesty, Jay Will, like when I think about what he's doing, I'm going to go just show you by my play. I mean, there's nothing else he can really do if they're not willing to give, maybe it be extra years or whatever. He, I don't know what he's asking, if he is asking, but if, if that would be what most players do, right? If they want to restructure, we're going to do an extension, add some years. I'm not sure how he's playing it. But I would look at the organization and be like, hey, man, you got you know, you to show me, right? Show me the, the old Jerry Maguire crow. Show me the money, man. Like, <laughs> show me what you think of me by what you're doing. And they still have not done that. But I think he's handled it the right way. I don't think that he's going, you know, and he's making too much of a fuss about it. He shows up on the field and performs each and every Sunday. That's, the, that's the, kind of the best medicine you can give him is just to keep showing him, I'm going to keep your guy on the bench. As long as I'm here, get used to it. That draft pick's going to be a wasted draft pick. We're talking with Jeff Saturday on the Goodyear Hotline, KJZ, Alan Hahn, Chris Canny with Jay Will. Um, Shaq Barrett is looking forward to a 17-game season. Why? Well, for two reasons. He loves football, and he clearly loves money because it means maybe we could break a record, and you can certainly cash in on something like that. When you heard about 17 games, I'm sure from an offensive lineman perspective, you're thinking, another game? Like you're beat up enough after 16 of them. <laughs> how, how, how do you think this is going to work in the NFL? And what are the pros for the players and for the league to have these 17 games in the season? Yeah, well, I'll say this. Look, when we when we redid the CBA in 2011, like we understood this was the direction this thing was headed. And that's part of why we changed all the practice rules, the off-season rules, um, you know, the, the, the hitting kind of the hitting rules during Sunday's games about what we're going to penalize, how we're going to do it, so that we could take or, or at least uh, help with longevity of careers, right? Understanding that we don't want guys getting banged up in March, April, May, and June. We want to keep them as fresh as possible. And then obviously there are, there are times when people are going to get hurt in games. That's just the reality of it in any sport, which is, which is always devastating, but that's the reality of what you play. So I think I understood they were moving in this direction. I think from I heard Shaq's comments, I, I completely agree, right? Records are going to drop. There's more opportunity. There's more opportunity for players to get on the field because there are going to be bumps and bruises where you're, you're going to be able to rotate and kind of churn through your roster and get more guys opportunities. So I, you know, I fully expect it. This was not a big surprise to me. I'm, I'm not one of those guys who's up in arms about it. I think teams will navigate it the same way they've done 16 games. They'll understand it's a crossover game when guys can play, when to sit them, uh, you, you know, those kinds of things. So I think the, the, the progression of the league over the last 10-plus years has been to get guys and get pressure off of guys outside of Sundays and Mondays, right? 
and understand that the, 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 the length of career matters. Availability is, is the greatest ability. So we need our plays, uh, players available as, as well as being able to, you know, to, to, to play well on Sundays. And so I think the league has it the right way. Um, players got more money, so they're fired up of, you know, as far as that goes. We were not willing to trade that you know, 10, 11 years ago because we didn't have the, these rules in place. But as these guys have, have navigated through it and worked through it, man, it's shown that, that, that it, has paid, it has paid big dividends. And that TV money, look, another game, you know, it, it, it's another opportunity to get shown, to get seen. All of those things matters for guys' careers. So I think all in all, everybody's going to be happy with that. Jeff, we appreciate appreciate you as always, and I respect the fact that you're paying off the the bet the way you are, and that you're <laughs> covering that. it as best you can, as only you can. <laughs> you, you know it. Y'all have a great one, fellas. Appreciate all right, you. All, all, right, best. all right, the latest McShay mock, by the way, the new one today. I have it right here. Ooh, it's about nice. to drop. Hot off the presses. Give me some oven mitts. So the Patriots and the Bears in this mock, they're landing quarterbacks. We'll tell you who they take next. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, Chris Canny, Alan Hahn with J. Will. Next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Justin Fields is not falling, but he doesn't feel like a lock to be the second pick, which is what it felt like he was before this season began. He's a victim of Ohio State black quarterbacks not doing well, period. Like, there's no other way to say it. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Ooh. Dun, dun. There was Linda Matisha. Linda. <laughs> nah, I, you don't know all them names. I don't know why you started down that road. Yeah, I, I, you know, quickly. I tried to study it. Don't play yourself, no, no, no. yourself. But he started Jay. it, though. But he started Sean, it. He started Anel, it. Now. Alicia, Teresa, Monica, Sharon, Vicky, Lisa, Veronica, Karen, Vicky, Cookie. Oh, I met her at uh, Ice Cream Parlor. Tanya, Diane, Lori, and Carla. Serena, Katrina. I get close. No way. That's, I get that's, close. That's Evan. That's play Evan. It, play that's Evan. Play I'm getting close. I'm telling those you. Names. There's the no way deck. you remember that all the, the time. Deck. No way possible. Top, this was my no, song. No, I'm not buying that one. 
three I think kills. Also said I'm not buying that one. Just like I'm not buying that jean jacket. I'm not buying it. Oh, I'm not buying it. Oh, wait a minute. I'm buying it. I'm not buying it. Why are you attacking my jean jacket, Big Bird? What's going on? I'm not buying it. What's going on? I'm not buying it. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Man, Alan Hahn, Chris Kenny, J. Will. spin it. For now, until Chris gets up from that chair. (laughs) (laughs) So you're you're spitting all those names, right? But yet, Chris, before we play, you know, the baseball song, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And he's just like, you know, Willie Mickey. No, 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 no. Don't do that. He had no Don't idea. Do that. No, because you preface it as a baseball song. I didn't know what the song was. You didn't say, here's a baseball song. They literally song are singing, here. we're talking baseball. You didn't know it was a baseball song at I, that point? I just wasn't listening to the song. I got to be honest. The, the beat just, I kind of, I got to tell Lou you. Pinella? I, I just, I, I tune out. I mean, <laughs> when, locked I, it out. when I hear, when I, I hear, when I heard the beat, I was like, I, I can't. This kind of reminds me of Clash. I'm just like, I, I'm out. I'm out. See, see, you know what happens. You're in the car. Song me, comes on. You're like, I just go. I'm like, Mickey huh. Yeah. And the Duke. I wonder. I, I, I wonder where Stray Hands did. Yeah, this is not my speed. Like, yeah, I get I just, it. This, this song is not my speed. speed. Even though we're all excited about opening day today in baseball season, this is right. just, the song is not our speed. Yeah. Okay, all right, that's yeah. fine, but it's still a part of Americana. And before we get to another part of Americana, which is the mock draft, do you know who Willie, Mickey, and the Duke could you at least tell me one of them? Why, 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 why are we doing oh, this no, right now? No. Why are we doing this right now? Because Alan feels. By the way, Alan just why, randomly dropped. Why are we dropped, doing this? We talking like, about Willie Mays? We yeah. talking about Mickey Mantle? What are we? What, why, here, why are we doing that? Wait, though, I just CC, needed, I just needed but, but, you to prove to Jay that those are things you should know. But why are we? Why are we doing that? We, why are you trying to put Jay on the spot? That's not being a good teammate. You criticize oh, no, no, him. I know who Willie Mays is. You're the guy who just ripped him on his denim jacket, and I'm the bad teammate. I'm trying to help. Well, you do have a history of being a bad teammate. We've been talking about this for a while now throughout I, the show. I don't have that history at all, but... By the way, CC, he just drops him. He's like, oh, yeah, Willie and, and Mickey. I'm like, you mean the guy we work for, Mickey Mouse? Oh, yeah. boy. That guy? Yeah. How about we get to the mock draft, shall we? Because this is actually very interesting <laughs> stuff, and I'm sure now it will bleed <laughs> over into the next hour. I actually guy. think it's a good, it's a really, really good look for you. Uh, so Todd McShay's mock draft. Is that passing aggressive? Is that passing aggressive? I love it. You know who would wear a jean jacket like that? The Clash. That's it. The Clash. It's a very punk looking look you have right now. So quarterbacks that go in 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 McShay's, uh, he does two rounds here. His four You have quarterbacks going in the first three picks, not four. Trevor Lawrence, of course, number one. Number two to the Jets, Zach Wilson. To the 49ers at three, who traded up. Mac Jones reacts accordingly. Yeah, exhale. At four, at four guys, we have the Falcons, and they are taking Kyle Pitts. So a quarterback does not go four. They take the tight end, who is very special. Just ask him. Take a listen to this. I would say just it's going to come with consistency over the years. You know, once I enter the NFL, I want to start at a high level and, and keep increasing every year and being able to do do other things that other tight ends aren't doing, you know, which will make me special. So I feel like at the end of the day, with all the preparation and just through the years, I feel like I'll at the end be the best to ever do it. Dan Rossini had talked to us earlier about how GMs and coaches, they're just, they don't, you're not even asking them about him. They're the ones that are telling you this dude is special. And so for the Falcons, McShay sees uh, them taking him for Matty Ice. Still no quarterback at five. Bengals, Jamar Chase, Dolphins at six, Devontae Smith, so wide receivers now off the board. Then the Panthers trade up to seven. They take Trey Lance, who's missing so far in this conversation, guys. Joe Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones. 
Now all of a sudden it's Trey Lance from North Dakota State at seven to the Panthers. Then the Lions, another wide receiver, Jalen Waddell. At nine, the Broncos, they take who the Cowboys wanted, Patrick Sustain. They take the uh, cornerback from Alabama. So the Cowboys still go corner. They go to J.C. Horn from South Carolina. Patriots trade to 11. The fifth quarterback off the board is Justin Fields to the Patriots. Wouldn't that be interesting? Overall, it's seven in the first two rounds. But still, just, and Chris, quick reaction to this. To see Mac Jones with the Niners or Kyle Pitts to the Falcons, which one really jumps off the page to you? I would say Kyle Pitts to the Falcons. Falcons. Yeah, there's no question about that. I mean, to have quarterbacks that teams would be coveting still left on the board and to pass on those guys to take a tight end at four, that's that's saying a lot. And seeing as how this kid is the, the first position player off the board, I think that speaks to what all the talent evaluators believe his upside will be. The only thing I'll say about Kyle Pitts is that to come out and verbalize it and say you're going to be the best tight end ever, Yeah, that's putting a lot on it. Now, I mean, listen, there's, there's always going to be a learning curve when you make the jump from college to pro, and that comes with enough pressure. And then seeing as how you're the first non-quarterback to be drafted and you're going to get drafted in the top five, that's an additional layer of pressure. But then to put the bullseye on yourself and say you're going to be better than any other tight end that's ever played this game, better than Ozzie Newsome, better than Kellen Winslow, better than John Mackey, better than Shea Sharp, like better than all of these guys, better than Rob Gronkowski. Mm. That's, that's a whole lot for a tight end to live up to. And I'm just saying I don't think you need to, you need to put those, those types of things out there in the atmosphere, that kind of pressure on yourself before you take a snap in the NFL. you got to believe it before you can achieve it. But I happen to agree. You ain't got to say it. You ain't got to say it, though. You ain't got to say it, though. The power of positive thinking, right? That's Justin Fields going, going you know, after the Patriots train up to 11, though, Justin Fields going 11. He can easily go three. He, That's, he can easily again, go three. Plenty more debate there, but we have opening day in baseball. One of the game's biggest stars has secured the bag, as they say. That's coming up next. KJZ, ESPN Radio. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.